Welcome, gamers, to Basement Arcade Pause Man, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill. I am Ben Magnet, but the reason why we're here today is not because I am the brainchild of this. Oh, no, not far from it. The brainchild of this here operation is none other than my dear friend and co-host of the Fake Nerd Podcast, Ryan Eliopoulos. Ryan, tell me, my friend, what are we doing right now? Hi, hello, welcome to Basement Arcade Pause Menu. Uh, I believe we did something like this last year. Um, during E3 times, um, lots of trailers for games come out, uh, and we all love video games, and uh, on our main flagship show, The Fake Nerd Podcast, we don't get as much time to talk about 45 trailers uh, in the middle of a week on a regular week, so I thought uh, for E3 week, uh, we would take a look at about 30 games that are on the, some of them are on the lower scale, some of them, not lower scale, some of them are, are more indie, and then some bigger ones, but uh, games, I'm interested in every single one of these games, I think you guys will be, I think the audience at home will find some value in watching this, see what new upcoming games are coming out, uh, I got my friend Sparks here of course. Yes, thank you. Thank you. For the audio listeners, I'm here as well. Yes. Yes. Poor Sparks. He was just sitting there in his chair, just swiveling. He's like, I don't know when to say anything. Listen, we were when getting there. Gonna bring me in. We were I'm getting stoked. there. I'm ready. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. This is, a yeah, bra- so this is a brand new format, too, we're trying out. Yeah, this is. I'm excited. But also, this is not E3, because as we all know, E3 is not happening this year. There's no such thing as E3. But Summer's Games Fest happened. And at the time of this recording, we are still waiting with bated breath on when Nintendo's going to finally drop their Summer Direct, because, yeah. Lori, do I have wishes. So it's not just um, not just Summer Games Fest. There's Day of the Devs. There's um, there's uh, Play Days. There's uh, Devolver Digital, which I played a bunch of demos from Devolver uh, on my personal channel, TJ Tony Snark. Uh, lots of great, sh- great stuff coming out. I was going to say shit, but I no, there you go. I said it anyway. Um, so why don't we no, get you it? Can, you, can say shit. you can say shit on this show. That's fine. Shitty shit, shit. Why don't we get into some shit and good trailers, y'all? Watch this. Watch this transition. You ready for this? <laughs> Look at that production value. All right, guys, we oh got we got about 30 trailers to start with, and the first two games we're going to talk about actually came out this week. The first game we're going to talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guy cannot tell you how excited I am for this game. Yeah, oh Sh- Shredder's Revenge is a beat-em-up developed by Tribute Games and published by Dotamu. Uh, this is clearly inspired by the original animated show. Um... I played, spoilers, I played 30 minutes of this today because I was waiting for you guys and I had nothing to do. So, um, it's incredible. Truly one of the best so, brawlers uh, i played in a while and I only played the first level. It was so good. I have seen a bunch of, so one of the reasons why this game makes me want to, one of the reasons why, just like looking at this trailer, I want this game so bad because it's very reminiscent of Turtles in Time, the classic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game that people saw in Chuck E. Cheese's all the damn place. It is that classic beat-em-up style. Also, it's in that beautiful pixel art that just, that tribute can't just nails. And everything that has come out about this game, it's like, you know, I'm probably going to double dip. I'm going to get this digitally from my PS5, and I'm even going to shell out some money, pun intended, <laughs> or a physical one from Lemon Run, because Lemon Run has open pre-orders right now. They don't end until J- July 24th, I believe. Yeah, plenty so, of time. Good news uh, is you got time. Bad news is, is that once you buy a physical one, you're going to have to wait a while. Yeah. Also, also, Shredder's Revenge is one of the limited run games where you can purchase it through other vendors. It's got wide release beyond just the website, which is cool. Uh, they announced online play with this, and uh, that's got me real happy. Yeah, uh, six-player co-op you can do online. Um, that screen is going to be busy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, six-player six co-op. Three of the playable characters are April O'Neil, Splinter, and Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. Casey Jones was the last one who was announced. So many people lost their minds when uh, April O'Neil was announced as a playable character. Oh, dude. Because normally it's just the original Four Turtles. Now with, with April, Splinter, and Casey, it's just like a match made in heaven. Yeah, man. And it's like, and it's online play, and it's local 
co-op multiplayer, I'm like, how can I not want this game? Right. Yeah. Um. Uh. And this one is out. So uh, if you got Xbox Game Pass, maybe this one is available. Time to play. Next, we got Neon White. Neon White is a first-person shooter and puzzle platforming game by uh, Annapurna. Uh, it's a single-player, speed-routing first-person shooter where you sacrifice your guns for godlike parkour skills. Uh, I think this has such unique style. I think it looks great. It's part anime, part roguelike speedrunner. Um, it just looks really unique. It reminds me of Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a game that ended up not being very good, but it had a really oh. unique, unique uh, gameplay hook to it. And this looks like it's that times a thousand. Sure, good also, pull. I, mm -hmm. I see what you're talking about mm -hmm. the moment you said that. Yeah, the first person like spell stuff. Yeah. Also, the premise of this game is you're a demon who is doing God's dirty work, but once you complete the job, you're you can live in heaven Hell yeah. permanently. As in, you essentially can escape hell and live in heaven, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's like card-based speedrunner, um, which again, like cards are, card games are becoming more and more popular over time, and they're being incorporated into so many other genres. And there's actually a couple games we'll talk about uh, in this thing, uh, in this uh, Summer Games Fest thing, where cards are a big deal. Uh, but I think this looks pretty cool. It's out on Switch right now, my friends. Yeah. yeah, Steve Boop. Bloom is a voice actor in this, I believe. Oh, you! I heard, I heard. Uh, uh, what's his name? Freaking uh, Spike! I heard him. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. We got uh, next. We got High Water from Demagogue Studios. The Earth has flooded and the planet is doomed, but there's still time to enjoy the view. Uh, this is a turn-based strategy adventure game, and uh, uh, Sparks, you put this one on here. Uh, I think it looks pretty yeah. cool. I I really want to play this one. It feels like a Waterworld, the game with vibes. Oh my um, God, that's such a yeah, Waterworld vibes. Absolutely. I. I I I just like the idea. I think that uh, anything that's pushing, especially in the indie department, whenever they're pushing for like things that really put a scope on what's happening in our world in uh, cultural and global ways, I think it's always really good. And this looks like another one of those where it's just going to have a good intent behind it and good execution all around for exactly what it's going for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, beautiful, beautiful style. Um, uh, it, despite it being, you know, the end of the world, it looks really pretty. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah very. Uh, I mean, I like the, I love the the aesthetic of this game. I really do. Um, actually, when I was watching the trailer, it kind of confused me at first because I was watching a bunch of these trailers on my breaks on my nine to five job. And when I was hearing the radio, I was like, "What the heck is that I'm hearing?" Because it's very faint, mm -hmm. and it's like the world has officially ended, but the world ended on a Sunday. I'm like, <laughs> the Lord's huh. Day. It's a pirate radio. Um, uh, this okay. is uh, has a December 2022 release date, but I guarantee you it's probably going to get pushed because usually December 2022 is usually get pushed. Uh, oh, yeah. Next up, y'all, we got a game called Routine. Uh, this one is this one is a pretty uh, simple teaser. The interesting thing about Routine, it's a first-person shooter, uh, sci-fi horror game set on an abandoned lunar base with 80s, 80s style, kind of like Alien. The thing about this game was it was announced 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. did, you, did you watch the Waypoint thing, Sparks? Yes, uh, we were watching this one together. Oh, that's true. Um, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, uh, what what I'm really enjoying about uh, this in particular is we started talking about this. You were talking about like space horror game. And I saw Ben's face go. Uh, <laughs> he knows. He knows. This is on the. <laughs> He'll be playing it. This no, is on the basement that. arcade list. The, this Not just that. I was watching this trailer. And I was like, I know why they put this on. Here goes sons of bitches. <laughs> It's I mean, not just to it's, torture you. it's for me, but like also like it's also now for you. We can share this together. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, this gun does look really, really cool. And also just to how with how this game looks like the aesthetic of like going down and like the darkness and the light. 
it definitely can tell us that you have to be aware of your surroundings at all times before oh, yeah. something. I mean, we're watching the trailer here. Sorry, audio listeners, but I'll try to be as descriptive as possible. You see a robot there, and then all of a sudden you see something rustling. And it's like, what the heck is that? What the heck is that? Big and then, uh, surprise! Alien isolation that. vibes. Alien isolation. Uh, alien isolation yeah, vibes like, for sure. It's like the synths, mm-hmm. the synths in Alien Isolation, but now. Uh, more more sinister it feels yeah, yeah uh, i love how the hand was twitchy though the, the hand of that robot was like twitching uncontrollably yeah. it's like mm, i don't like that oh yeah uh it is just cool that a game that like uh was in kind of development hell for a long time was able to get picked up by uh raw fury i believe it's raw fury yeah raw fury which is a new to, yeah. a new uh publisher uh and they're able to scrap it up and uh, make it real can't wait to play that yeah. one here's That'll one will be out next year <laughs> next year yeah uh here's one I mean, there, are ma- there are many games that got that have been in development hell but they came out pretty decent yeah and it, it is an indie game too so uh i'm not worried yeah. about like it being like a big scale problem uh, i just took a while to get oh, yeah. paid here's what i'm sure yeah. we're all like excited for because we're all nerds and marvel fans here but uh i'm not going to play the music for this one because it's metallica and yeah. they'll sue the yeah. shit out of us even if we have no yeah. views <laughs> we don't uh, want to sue by metallica but... marvel's midnight suns um Fight and strategize like a superhero in the darkest corners of the Marvel Universe. Play as the Hunter, a legendary demon hunter who's, who uh, must lead a team of superheroes and supernatural warriors facing apocalyptic threats. Uh, how do you guys feel about this one? Because this one, it's not exactly... Uh, it's for me. Uh, it's not exactly a turn-based XCOM uh, Fire Emblem game like everyone assumed. It is more of a card game uh, and a hardcore role-playing dating sim where you become best friends with all the Avengers. Um, and when I saw that this is half RPG, half card game, uh, my hype for it went to the roof. Um, sure. And it's not for everyone, for sure. It's definitely a different game yeah. than what people anticipated. Uh, but I love the Midnight Suns. I'm a, you know, I love the obscure shit. Uh, I love Marvel. I love tactics. So, like, this was made for me. Yeah. I'm starting to grow more into the card game, into, like, card game, video game aspect, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get more interested in it. The last... Last game that focused on cards that I remember specifically playing as a video game, but I wasn't a big fan of, was Metal Gear Acid for the PSP. Damn, you played Metal Gear Acid then? That's awesome. I I, pl- I tried playing and I did not get very far in it. But that once again, this was years ago, and this was back when the P- when there weren't a lot of games available for the PSP. So mm-hmm. that's why my parents got the only one that they had, and Metal Gear Acid was one of them. I'm, like, I'm gonna get a little bit at, Yeah, but looking at this trailer for Midnight Sun, that was all. Um, I, I, I want to play this. This looks right. I know this is just a cinematic trailer, but this looks so cool. Uh, this I, looks so rad. I was going to have uh, some gameplay, but uh, a lot of the a lot of the demos uh, have a developer commentary over it. So I try to avoid those for just so things we can talk over instead of having to talk over other people talking. Um, right. But I am super into the combat more specifically because you're not just using cards. The environment is super uh, usable. Uh, and like uh, you can pick things up and throw them at people. Uh, if there's like a lamp, you can toss it down. You can pick a, like a car door off and throw it at someone. Like the environment is very uh, is as much a weapon as you are. Um, it looks to do some uh, really fun like uh, uh, combo moves. And I just I love seeing Lilith, the Queen of Demons. Like she's such she that is like one of the most obscure Marvel characters of all time. Yeah, I'm not I'm not put off by anything I've seen so far. It all still seems intriguing. I just I'm, I'm at this point I'm just waiting for the gameplay trailer to see what's up. Yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. I get you. Like with my own eyes. Yeah. And, and know like how am I gonna vibe with this specifically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it also if it's like a bit of a deck builder game and you can like build your deck to what how what what your team is, I think that there's like a really good. Um, aspect there to like hey i like these characters you have like different builds of decks and teams of a- characters absolutely so, so it's not just like so you kind of have to like plan for it's like because my play style a lot of art and a lot of um, 
card games like Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh, I like bigging out, bringing out big, powerful, beefy boys, just smashing, just going in, attacking, just laying waste. I like, I like attacking whole. I'm like, I'm Leroy Jenkins. Essentially. Oh, I play multiplayer games with you, but I know you're, you're, you're damage first. Yeah, I'm, I I'll like, support you. I'll be the support. Don't worry. The to, uh, to me, the only uh, the only status ailment that matters is hit points equal zero. <laughs> hey, man, that is a perfectly uh, uh, logical way to, <laughs> to play a game. Uh, moving on from uh, one evil cult to another, a, a demo I played earlier this week. Yes! Cult oh, yeah, of so, the Lamb. Cult of the I Lamb. So I remember I was talking about this game last year for last year's E3, and this game looks so flipping adorable. Yes, but I just know I part of me just cannot wait to see what the Bible Belt is going to say about this game. Oh, my God. I cannot I'm wait. Just, I'm going to sit there with popcorn in hand because, you know, they're going to lose their apps ever loving crap over this game. Uh, I mean, there I'll be honest. There are worse games to have come out dealing with religion, uh, mm-hmm. but I could definitely see them going. What's going on with a cult here? Uh, yeah. So Cult of the Lamb, it's uh, part like Zelda adventure game, part Animal Crossing, like uh, a sim builder. So like you're building roguelike. Um, roguelike as well. It's a lot of things. That's a lot of things. Uh, if you've oh, played, yeah. if you played Inscription, if you played Hades, if you played Animal Crossing, it's a mix of all those games. So you're going from like map to map, collecting, uh, collecting um, uh, stuff you need to build your camp up. You're finding uh, followers to build your cult. Uh, you're killing. Just, you're kill- Yeah, they're burying. They're burying. They just throw a dead body yeah, there. Audio uh, listeners, there's a part <laughs> of the trailer where like this new villager shows up to the cult, to the lamb's cult, and they wave hi, and it's like I'm just digging a grave. Uh, it's definitely like completely uh, different tones of like cute animals and like murderous shit happening. Like the like, happy tree friends or like the yeah. evil critter stuff from South Park. Uh, you know what? Gameplay wise, you know, I just it just reminded me because when you're talking about how it's like Animal Crossing, Hades, Zelda. Also, it's like Act Razor. Do you, have you guys heard of that one? Yeah, it's the one where it's like a real-time strategy uh, uh, side-scroller one, right? It's side scroll. It's like part side scroller, part um, community town building game. Yeah, it's very huge, huge hit on the Super Nintendo. I actually got a remaster uh, last year for the Switch. So that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, but uh, look at look at this. This game is just looks I really, so... really like the art style. I I'm mm-hmm. stoked to play this one. Yeah, uh, it, it feels good. Uh, I played the demo for about thirty minutes. That's all the amount of time you can play. But um, I definitely I'm gonna sink my teeth into this one. Can't wait to join this I... cult. I'm definitely going to be buying it because this is on the Switch. Yeah, it's on the Switch too, right? It's on everything. It's on it. Great. Okay, oh, good. ESOP. Sorry, it's uh, on the Switch and the PC. <laughs> there okay. you go. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So I'm going to be uh, wishlisting that one like quick because I just love how the it's like cute and adorable, but also it's like, hey, here's like these great Eldritch horrors just popping out of nowhere. Uh, it's yeah, the the beginning of the game. It's incredible. Um, Like you are you get murdered and then you get sent to your Cthulhu hell and and Cthulhu Devil is like they screwed up royally because they brought you right to me, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. put you right back up there with special powers, and we're gonna make this thing real, baby. Uh, really mm-hmm. cool premise. I can't wait to play it. Uh, let's move on to oh that comes out uh, in a couple months, I think in August. Um, August 11th. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, August 11th. Yeah. A uh, big thing about that trailer because yeah, release date right off the bat. So I was like, cool, we know when this is coming out, and people are like, take my money now. Hell yeah. Uh, moving on to Goodbye World. This is the one uh, I believe you put on there, Sparks. This is a, a narrative adventure video game developed by Yo Fuji. Uh, it's a narrative adventure where you follow a linear storyline of 13 chapters about two game creators while solving in-game puzzles and platforming. Uh, tell yeah. me about this one. If you guys got to watch this one at all, mm-hmm. uh, first off, like it's oh I want Ben to see it for its like tribute to like game creation, but also um, there's this part early on where it's just like, what are you doing, just lazing about the house? And it's like, you know, I just 
didn't do my job today. <laughs> like the, the the way it's going to tackle like uh, character dynamics and their relationships, and like they want to uh, use this lens for analysis of like what I think like it's game creative focus, but just like what creators go through in the sense of like trying to create something while also not having that be the thing that's like your driving main force of income and ability to sustain your own living and getting to do that through this lens of a video game I thought looked really cool yeah and like you're playing it looks like a little like Game Boy game that like mm. that you're developing I guess um yeah it looks really I love the art style it's really charming oh no I the second I saw this I was like this game is definitely something I want to play goodbye um, world uh, I love how there's like it looks like there's many games from the game your the two char- main characters are developing. The art yeah. style is absolutely gorgeous, and it, it just, I mean, even when that one uh, one of the characters is just like, yeah. I really just don't want to do this. I just want to stay home game. It's like, man, I can definitely relate to that. So right, very very relatable. Coming out uh, this year, later Beautiful. this year. Uh, what system again? I don't think I saw oh. a system for it. I um, oh, never mind. Uh, it's on Steam, so it's on PC, so I have to assume Switch, if, if anyone. I, I think it's going to be Steam and Switch. Most of the indies will be. A, a decent chunk of them also are going to Game Pass, and that might be one of them. Okay. All right, next up on our list is Nightingale. Set out on a journey of survival and adventure into a mysterious and dangerous fae into the dangerous fey realms of Nightingale. Become an intrepid realm walker and venture forth alone or with friends as you explore, craft, build, and fight across a visually stunning gas lamp fantasy world. Uh, I am so hardcore into uh, into um, like like uh, Minecraft, you know, No Man's Sky uh, uh, crafting games where you can like build settlements. Uh, and this very much has an aesthetic that I really like, like dark fantasy. Um, uh, it's a dark fantasy like card game world builder. And I just like it's a whole bit. It's like another one of those games that combines a bunch of different things uh, that's just, like, right up my alley. Yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot of cool stuff on display here. Uh, it's not typically my type of game yeah. that I'm drawn to or that I'll play, but I appreciate the creativity. Oh, yeah, it's an open-world survival crafting game. So, yeah, it's like Minecraft, but with uh, dark fantasy shit. So, yeah. 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 Super yeah. into that. Crafting, crafting games I'm not really a big fan of. I mean, Animal Crossing being the exception. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, cause I really don't, cause for me, crafting games, I, I mean, Cult of the Lamb is, Cult of the Lamb is a crafting game, but that one, for some reason that like, but it's, all the right spots it's not, it's not a full crafting game. Like, like this yeah. is like, you are like hitting, you're hitting trees nonstop. Like Animal Crossing, you do a lot more than just yeah. that. Yeah. But I mean, this one does look really cool. Cause I love how you lay down cards and that those cards help you go into a world and those oh, cards yeah. also affect the world around you. All of this. Oh yeah. It's an amazing mechanic. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, I need to go to this realm. But it has to be this. But it's like, you know what? I'm going to make that. It's like, hey, maybe I have a card that can make the enemies a little stronger and get better loot. Or it's like, hey, I just don't want to deal with them today. No enemies spawn. Just let me get my shit and get out. This so. uh, this is the type of shit that gets me hard, y'all. It's like you seeing the shit you can build. You can build cities upon cities. Like that's that's All the right. type of shit where I'm like, oh, like yeah. just let me be creative, baby. I'm so ready. This it, comes out. It, it, oh, I can tell you. Sorry. Yeah, because I got the. Uh, it's just 2022 sometime okay. this year. They didn't give a, any more specific date than that. Beautiful. It looked really, really cool. Awesome. Uh, this one, mostly for me, but it's something we can all appreciate. We all like uh, four-person cooperative shooters in this household. You're, dude, yeah. I blame you so much. We're going to play this five. one. Yes! Uh, right. I blame you so much because you got... I don't know what you said that one that forced that convinced me to get the Marius Calgar comic books yes. from Marius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I bought the Blood Sisters books yes. and I still need to read. So now I'm just like You're a convert. I've gone to, I have gone to like three other game stores and I'm like seeing a bunch of Warhammer sets and I'm like, 
part of me just wants to get two. One for Ryan for Christmas and one for me so uh-huh. we can play Warhammer now. One, I blame you for one, one day, baby. Uh, yeah, so Warhammer 40k Darktide. Take back the city of Tetrium from hordes of bloodthirst, bloodthirsty foes. It's an intense and brutal action shooter. It's a new co-op focus experience from the award-winning team behind Warhammer Vermintide, which is the fantasy version of Warhammer. So this is just Left 4 Dead, but 40,000 years in the future where it is just the absolute worst. <laughs> or just living every day is a nightmare. Uh, goblins and monsters and chaos are out to get you. Uh, look at oh yeah, look at the horde stuff. Look at this crazy skull yeah. shit. Ooh, I'm all about it, baby. I I'm I'm into actually getting our hands on this because I you know I do like the four player stuff and being able to do all the things you're doing here in this Warhammer 40k setting looks oh. like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks so sick. I love it. Uh, big Warhammer fan, and I love that um, Warhammer is one of the few franchises where they allow their license to go out to everyone and and everything where they make there are at least like i'm not joking like 25 warhammer games a year and like two-thirds of them are not good um but they allow their license to go out to anyone so sometimes we get really really good stuff like a like a like a vermintide now like a dark tide can't yeah, wait get, uh, can't wait for this one every once in a while you get a diamond in a rough it's true uh september 13th 2022 that is a good time if you ask me speaking of good times why don't we go back to school everybody why don't we go back to a demon school? Demon school is a this new has, style tactics RPG where motion equals action. Yeah, this has great bosses. Yeah, the bosses look so good. Um, yeah, it's 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 like an interesting blend of a couple of things. Um, there's obviously like the turn style combat, but the way it's using grids. Yes, is really interesting. It's like tactics. Um, yeah, and I love the. I just love the. I the love art design. some of this shit looks so good. It looks very. Um, Stranger, Stranger Things, things. The anime. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, it does remind me of tactics games, but uh, it really reminds me of uh, per- old Persona, the original Persona games uh, that had right. kind of like a, uh, an art style and a uh, uh, battle system like this. And like having interpersonal relationships, which is what this whole game is also about. It's like you're doing school shit while defeating demons. Oh, yeah. It's like the early Shin Megami Tensei games. There you go. Yeah. And those are that's a, a Persona spinoff. Absolutely. Mm hmm. So yeah, I thought wasn't Persona a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei? Or that's, was the other way around? Uh, you know what? I'll just let let's uh, let the I audience decide. Yeah, yeah, let's let the audience decide because <laughs> those are also games I've heard about and actually I've been wanting to play Shin Megami but never played it. But anyways, going back to this game, this game does look beautiful. Oh, that looks sick. Like, yeah, like the graphic that guy. Oh, look at this that shit. guy. Big mouth. So this guy. I the love one how that, the graphics. The skeleton with the brain that comes up later. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. I love how the graphics are very reminiscent of PS1 Sega Saturn style graphics. Absolutely. Where it's they're not, but they're not they're not obviously they're not that era cuz those era of graphics are pretty rough but yeah, they're yeah. they're blocky enough and they they fit the charm of this game. And I really love how a lot of the main characters are pixelated. I have like a pixelated art style, mm-hmm. but the area around them. This is this is just like how the art style is with Octopath Traveler and Triangle Strategy. Yeah. Where it's a HD 2D game where it's still mm-hmm. pixel art, but the environments around them are crisp, clean and gorgeous. Yeah, the way they're running through those hallways, like it's just something about the way it looks. It's like it's like something I've never seen before. I love it. Yeah, I love I love how any developers are embracing the 2D HD style and just making 16-bit pixel art look even better than it even did than better than it did in the 90s. Oh yeah, those environments do look really good. This is coming out uh, sometime next year. I would love to wait for it. And let's uh, why don't we leave school? Mm-hmm. And why don't we approach? I don't know a season or two. I don't know. How, it's not a bad transition. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. This one was like. 
does the season end and they all die or what? Season, a letter to the future. Close your eyes, take a deep breath and let yourself be carried away by a great journey of season, a third person atmospheric adventure bicycle road trip game. (laughs) I'm so excited. I've talked I talked briefly about this at one point on the podcast that like Mm -hmm. uh, I just made mention of it, that I I really like what this game seems to be doing. The, the, The vibe of this game. The art style has me. This is the kind of indie game that I, I'm drawn to almost immediately. Uh, collect memories before a mysterious cataclysm washes away everything. Uh, yeah, it seems like one of those definitely like introspective, uh, beautiful indie game. Oh, look at this, like recording stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. you're like, you're, that's what is, right. What is, you're keeping like a record for the future. So like you find things that are important and you're like, you, how can I capture the beauty in small things? Like a, almost like a time capsule or something. Yeah. Yeah, this looks really cool. Yeah. Oh. I mean, and to be honest, this game didn't really grab me all that much. Um, but it, it we is. are different people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're excited for this game, Sparks. I really am. But it needs a gun. No, it's not that. It's I'm like, kidding. It's a gun. It's just. I, I, Look at that shot. Look at that I, shot. That shot's insane. Okay. I will not lie. It's be, this is a beautiful looking game. This is absolutely stunning. Hey man, not every game has to be for everyone. No, not at all. Thank you, season. Uh, Thank you for giving me the the opportunity. Oh, of course, this is coming out uh, 2023. Yes, autumn 2022. That's I'm looking at the next game, and the next game is, boy, you know what? I just wish we had more time in the world. Yeah. Speaking Talk of about time, time flies, time. everybody. Talk about this game be, or this um, trailer being absolutely direct of what you do, and it's like, what? I was watching this in the middle of my, I want to say my lunch break. And it, I definitely had to like stop for a few seconds. So I was like, "What am I doing with my what, life?" What I can't see on this uh, particular screen that we're showing right now mm-hmm. is uh, the counter in the top left corner. That's in the the developer trailer, which shows you that. Oh you have, yeah, uh, you have eighty seconds. Yes, <clears throat> that's eighty seconds to do all the tasks. Eighty seconds of life. Yeah, uh, this whimsical game is part... like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, you have 80 seconds of fly life. Uh, it's part also, just... part open world, part flight simulator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, also, I don't think we said, said the name of this game. Time flies. Oh, no, yeah. Time flies. Time flies when you're a fly. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sure that's you... going to be a fun little couple hour little adventure. That's a good that's a good point, Ben. For the audio listeners, we, we yeah. do need to make sure we're seeing the titles. I, I feel like Time Flies is going to be a game that's OK. Now, obviously, like Untitled Goose Game, but very reminiscent of Untitled Goose Game, where it's like you have a very limited, even though Untitled Goose Game, you have like a more open window. Yeah. Like Ryan, you can you start the video over real quick? Oh, I would Go love ahead, ben. to. <laughs> yeah. Go but ahead, just, ben. Yeah, but just uh, and also just the art style itself. It's all black and white. It looks like an old MS-DOS. I was going to say like Microsoft, like paint. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben, so you watched this trailer, but you didn't see like the developer talk about it, right? No, I did not. I just uh, so, I saw so, this trailer. So what you get is like when the fly <laughs> lands on the record, like a little uh-huh. notepad. You can bring up a notepad of like it's your bucket list. You have your bucket list of oh. things you want to do in your 80 second life. <laughs> and so like one is go on tour. And the way you go on tour is by fly- landing on the record and going with it for a moment. OK, that's that's so there's all kinds of activities like that that you're trying to accomplish on your book list bucket list because like one of your bucket list things is get old and it's an 80 second game that's the first objective you win game cycle go old get old you win i love it i love it uh yeah this one is coming uh to 20 incoming in 2023 next year yeah yeah next year ben this one is just for you i hate both of you this is a game 
the day it comes out, we're playing this with you. <laughs> this is this is Choo Choo Charles. Choo Choo Charles. Navigate an island uh, in an old train, upgrade it over time, and use it to fight an evil train spider named Charles. The moment the teaser trailer dropped last year, we were like, whoa, Ben's playing that for Spooktober for sure. No shit. I think I'm all the more convinced of it. Oh, yeah. We even showed my girlfriend this trailer, this announcement trailer, and she was like, ah! she was like scared out of her mind because she hates spiders. And yeah. this is like, Does she like trains. I don't know. Probably not anymore. <laughs> I, I'm a, thrilled to know that Choo Choo Charles has a cult that you also have to look out for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you go in the mines and stuff and like the people yeah, are surrounding yeah. are insane. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a um, it's a roguelike uh, like level base. So, like you go as you go basically until you beat the game or you die and then you start over. But uh, it's like procedurally generated world where you're on a track. You got to kill this giant monster. Uh, it's, it's, um, the, the goal is a one on one battle, but you got to upgrade your stuff by going around the map and doing favors for people so you yeah. can get the good gear to get the get the three jewels you need from the shrine <laughs> to summon Choo Choo Charles to fight him and kill him. Uh, just an um, absolutely I, ridiculous well, premise. I texted Sparks this, and I'm going to say it again. I want the record to show that I am not looking forward to Choo Choo Charles. We're, we're there. We'll be your co-pilot. What is it, co-conductors? Conductors? It's going to be so great. Yeah, co-conductors. Uh, so I'll... Wait, <laughs> No, that was, I was trying to think of the guy of the conductor in Thomas Tank Engine, but it's not Sir Topham Hat. He's just the dude who owns the railroad. Um, yeah, that's true. I there is no the name. Anyway, this is like if James from if James from Thomas the Tank Engine had a love child with a female spider from the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Yeah, she perfectly good old queued up to kill you. And it's just absolutely. You know what, guys. That, that is this is true nightmare fuel this it game is. is true nightmare fuel uh and i can't wait to play it later this year but you know what why don't we take a break from the nightmares and why don't we just go to a little bnb an airbnb why don't we why don't we go to i, I go love to this it. so much why don't we go to bear and breakfast bear and breakfast is, is a laid-back management adventure game where you play as a well-meaning bear trying to run a bnb in the woods <laughs> uh, this is coming out <laughs> july 28th 2022 um I love this animation. I love the style for this game. I love the concept and premise for this game. Um, if you watch the developers talk about it, they explain like how some of the world uh, wandering works, mm -hmm. what you're doing, how you're building things. They're like, yeah, it's basically this simple. You know, you do what you want, how you want to make the best be bed and breakfast you can as this big bear in the woods. And then they're like, and of course, there is no creepy subplot hidden in the woods. None <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. No, no, Don't no, even no. worry yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, so this is a... Uh, um, it is kind of like a like one of those survival crafting games, but it's it's your it's like you're building a bed and breakfast and like it's or it's actually more like The Sims than anything. Like you're building like a sim was, a sim bed and breakfast. I was going to say this is Animal Crossing, but okay, I don't know if that's way too mean to say. Uh, Animal Crossing with a point. No, I, no, no, sense. no, yeah, no. That's like animal. That's not a diss. Animal Crossing is about yeah, just like to, living. Yeah, not to diss on Animal Crossing, but because you're you're running a bed and breakfast and it looks like there's a plot line in the woods creepy fox looking thing I, but i was gonna agree with sparks the animation style i feel like this could be an actual cartoon it's on so cartoon charming Network. it's like, so look charming how, look how wholesome this bear <laughs> is when he just drops oh in, my god uh, a nightstand and he takes the lamp he's like i need he's this. just he's just trying to run a good business he just he's does just doing his best he's just, he's just doing his best and that's all you can ask for um, i i think this is a game i can get megan to play yeah uh, i think she'd actually love the concepts here i need to sh i definitely need to show fanny this trailer because i think she's gonna absolutely love this game yeah uh, i also, i love this also the pixel art looks absolutely gorgeous you know what the pixel art oh, yeah. reminds me of hmm. stardew valley 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what? Oh, Ben, that's actually a great comparison. Like this is very much like a Stardew Valley, but like instead of you running a farm, you're building a, a-, a- Airbnb with- as a bear. Yeah, yeah that's another game that uh, my friends have told me I have to play because it is it's just like one of the chillest games. I thought Animal Crossing was a super chill game. Apparently, Stardew Valley is also just as, if not more chill. Stardew Valley is very much like Animal Crossing, except uh, you can marry the townspeople and like have relationships yeah. and like it's. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, so uh, very excited for uh, Bear and Breakfast. The next game, y'all, is my personal game of the show. I cannot wait I'm to play so this game. Uh, this trailer I've watched probably 12 times, mostly because of the music. It's called Skate Story. Yeah. Uh, guys, I am a demon made of glass and pain, and I must skate. Yeah, uh, this is this is like a, like a poetry video, more than it is like a trailer. Uh, it's introducing new music uh, from a great band. Oh, I just actually, I literally just missed the name of the band. Hold on. I think it's Blood Churches. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take it back. We can just take it back. We're yeah. going to talk long enough that this trailer can loop. Blood Cultures. Yeah, yeah. Blood uh, Cultures. Look them up on Spotify. Yeah. You're a demon in the underworld made of glass and pain. The devil has given you a skateboard with a simple deal. Skate to the moon and swallow it and you shall be free. Oh, gosh. Uh, just what a what a wonderful visual style. It's like I, someone's wanting to re- to capture some amount of Tony Hawk gator mm-hmm. magic but like bring something wholly different to the table visually. And they seem to have done that in spades. Uh, I I love the look of this. I love the look of this. You are a demon made of glass and pain. And you must skate. It makes Um, me want to cry. It's so good. I love it. Well, what was I going to say? Um, The other skateboarding game I remember coming out recently was Ollie Ollie World. I heard that was actually really fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But... At the same time, when I was watching this trailer, I was like, I haven't seen a skateboarding game like this. Because when you say the word skateboarding game, your mind goes to Tony Hawk, maybe Skate, or some of the other games where it's just like, hey, it's an arcade-style game. You just go around a map and you skate, you try to rack up as much points as possible, then you're done. Having a skateboarding game, as far as I know, all all the world may have a storyline, I'm not 100% sure, but having an actual storyline with a skateboarding game... Mm -hmm. Actually, no, I lied. Tony Hawk's American Underground. I was gonna say a bunch okay. of those have, but this is but gonna be like an RPG. this is gonna be way more like straightforward. I think like not as much. I'm gonna guess there's yeah. not as much narrative as there was just like you like skating through a bunch of levels. Um, but th- these visuals are insane. My God, are mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, I I I was floored the first time I saw this. I'm like, oh my God! Like, and it's an indie game. Like, I, this game's gonna it's, it's gonna do so I well. Told- I told Ben and Ryan uh, as uh, before we started the show, I was watching some of these with uh, my friend who I'm living with now, Michael, and uh, 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 he's not grabbing a lot of new games these days. And he was watching them. And he's like, yeah, they're fine. And he wasn't like completely being paying attention, a lot of attention to any of them. This one came on and he was like, oh, ho. Oh, what is this art? Yeah, this just looks like art, like more than anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, cannot wait for this. Uh, this has a release date of when my, my man? Um, this is next year. Next year. Uh, no specific time given yet for Skate Story. This is one where I'm like, just come out now, please. Please. <laughs> take, take your money now. Just come out now. Uh, it, it is it is absolutely beautiful. So I... Yeah. We're yeah. moving on from the underworld into the planet of Lana. Tell us about Yay. Lana, Sparks. Uh, I think we've actually gotten a small glimpse of this before, and I brought it up then, or at least I did in passing. This I think might have been last one where year. We, we, yeah, I think this might have been one where I was like, I just want to name drop this real quick, but we were gonna just going to move on. And this year I was like, no, 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 I really want to talk about this one. Um, I love the art of the world in the background, the art you're seeing right here for our visual uh 
folks, for the audio listeners, it's just this really beautiful side-scrolling world. Um, it's so dynamic. It reminds me a lot. There's a uh, Inuit game uh, with a um, small Inuit child and uh, a fox, a little white fox that does a lot of partnering the same way you're seeing here with the, the main character and the cat mm -hmm. um, to get through the environment. I think, believe it's called either Never Alone or Not Alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved that game. Uh, that came out a while ago. Um, I don't think it's the same studio. I tried to look into that, but I didn't find any connective tissue uh, specifically. But um, there's a lot of similar vibes with how they navigate through the environment together, puzzle solve together. Um, and the tone is very similar, but it's this, this wonderfully like post world, but it's not Earth. It's just like this post development world where uh, technology has, has slipped a little bit. Nature is slightly reclaiming, but there's also this robotic menacence. This is like Robotnik taken to his best yeah. levels it, uh, uh, going it, on in the background. I it, love it. It mostly the game that I think it closely if I had to like, you know, uh, make it sound like anything else. It reminds me of Horizon where it's like apocalypse with like machine monsters. Sure. Um, but honestly, this this art style is like way cooler. Uh, yeah, just this it's art style. gorgeous. This art style is absolutely beautiful. Like when we were watching um, Water Rise earlier, it was this, Water Rise. It was this. It was oh, this yeah. shot and like one grass yeah. hill shot uh, of like it. racing through the desert we saw last year. We got just the smallest glimpse. I'm, I'm so happy to see more here. No, when we were watching the trailer for High Water, it like when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, I want to can't wait to talk about Planet of Lana. Mm -hmm, that game mm -hmm. looks gorgeous. Uh, it looks I was gonna say, a young girl and her and her loyal friend embark on a rescue mission through a colorful world full of cold machines and unfamiliar creatures. Planet of Lana is a cinematic puzzle adventure framed by an epic sci-fi saga that stretches across centuries and galaxies. So it's gonna yeah. be bigger than we think, maybe. Cool. They're, they're aiming to have a very emotional narrative that they hope to linger with you after the credits roll, as they say. Yeah. Uh, coming to Steam and Xbox, uh, I think Game Pass even, but they, they didn't name it specifically, I think. Uh, in the trailer, I, yeah, I don't yeah. remember if that or not. Let's move on to uh, some nostalgia. How do you yeah. feel about the Nintendo 64, Benjamin? Oh, God. Were we just talking about this on, like, the podcast about, like, there should be, like, a new GoldenEye game? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like we were mentioning something about GoldenEye. There was a, wasn't there, like, a rumor that there or something? That, that, that they're going to do, like, a remake, yeah. a remaster? Yeah. Um, this oh, is yeah. Agent 64, Spies Never Die, a retro FPS inspired by classic 90s console shooters. <laughs> fight mm, fight against fight against state-of-the-art 1997 enemy AI. <laughs> okay, I'm actually kind of mad at myself because it took me a while to figure out the joke in Agent 64 because when I first saw the, the graphics, I'm like, this is just... this is, and It's kind of like that uh, that otter meme that's been going around with, with Ewan McGregor. It was like, this is just motherfucking GoldenEye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 100% just, yeah, enter uh, uh, a world yeah. of espionage and action. This is the part where you're able to customize your build your own maps and world. That made this me go, okay, I get why we're doing what we're doing right now then. Um, this doesn't speak to my personal nostalgia. I did not play GoldenEye. Mm -hmm. uh, I ha don't have that fond memory, though I understand the cultural touchstone it is in game culture. Um, but I think that the addition of being able to design your own thing is a wonderful uh, mm -hmm. addition that they made to this, especially with the, the graphics being as as what they are. The fact that there's just a little more to it, I think, is wonderful. Absolutely. I think a, I think a lot of gamers are going to have a field day making their own campaigns with uh, with um, oh. Agent 64, because because that's the big draw. It says build your own campaign. So mm -hmm. it's like people are going to go nuts yeah. with this. So, yeah. Uh, coming out later this year. Beautiful. Demo out now. Oh, I can't wait to talk So about this. I uh I when I saw this, 
sparks. I thought it was the little Nemo in in uh, it's like Dreamland. A, Dreamland based off a book, but it's not. It that. is. Oh, it, it is. is. Oh, it is that. Okay. It is. Okay. It is based off the comic. It's okay. based off a French comic, which also was adapted into an animated cartoon that I watched religiously as a child. Little it's Nemo. Um, little Nemo in the little Guardian Nemo of Adventures, Slumberland. At, Adventures in Slumberland. This one is uh, Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland. Beautiful. And it's a uh, I really want to highlight it because they dropped this at the end of the day of the, of the developers uh, and it's on Kickstarter right now um, and it hasn't reached its goal yet. Uh, it's at at this moment, it's at uh, 41,000 out of 65,000. Um, and it's got 12 days to go. So I highly recommend that uh, if if what we're talking about and what you're seeing sounds cool, go go support that Kickstarter because I love this. I love this art style. Oh, um, yeah. They introduced it with uh, art. It's an art music. Uh, if you watch the development, uh, not just the trailer that we have playing right now, then you saw that it was cut cross cross cut with Amanamana Gucci. Amanamana Gucci. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, making the music uh, for the game and uh, building a little music video with it that it was intercutting him making the music for it. Uh, I just thought it looked so Hell wonderful. Yeah. I, I love the art style so much. I did see Anamata Gucci, uh, who did the Scott Pilgrim video game uh, soundtrack. Yes, uh, yes. Great, great, uh, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Chiptunes? Is that what it's called? Yes, Chiptunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, explore a dream world as Little Nemo, armed with toys, candy, and stuffed animals in this colorful platforming Metrovania adventure. I Go ahead and loop it one more time. Oh, you got it. Mike. Yeah. So the one thing I was gonna definitely say about how what this trailer grabbed me up is how is the gameplay. Um, the the art style is absolutely gorgeous. Sparks just like you. I had that little Nemo, little Nemo and Slumberland DHS. Watched that suck religiously. Absolutely love that film. And I love how this game. Oh my god. Looks, the animation. Also, yeah. But also the gameplay is very reminiscent of Mario Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The American sure. version of Super Mario. Uh -huh. Yeah, where you pick up the turnips and shit. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And also you get to explore around. Like uh, there's Metroidvanias. There's your. Oh, you got a map. Your, you got a Metroidvania map. Your bed is your safe point by the looks of it. Oh my and god, this game bosses, looks so good. How you get a game over with like everything shattering behind you? That's and incredible. You up, I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. God, I, right now, I, I really hope they make their Kickstarter goals. I'm probably gonna look into what their thing is because I probably, unfortunately, right now my finances are a little uh, yeah. I got sure. a trip saving to save up for. But I wanna, I hope this game comes out because I want to play this game. Looks great. Yeah, this, game this looks is absolutely gorgeous. This is one I'm I'm dropping some dough on. Uh, they they anticipate at at best they're aiming for end of next year mm -hmm. for the release. Um, but I think it looks just so charming, so gosh darn charming. There's a bit at the end of the trailer here where uh, you see the bed come to life as it does in the comic that I love mm -hmm. so much. Um, it just looks so good. I'm so excited. Yeah, for, the... uh, you didn't have to take it back, Ryan. It's after the it's like the very end after they show the oh, gotcha, gotcha. publisher yeah, yeah, yeah. logo. Uh, yeah, the uh, the animation, it's so solid. Like like when like he's jumping and his feet are kicking um, just stellar. Oh, look at this. There it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, this looks great. Yeah, I want I want it so bad. Um, I think it's it, you're right, Ben, like the gameplay, too. It just looks so perfect. I, I want to play it so bad. Love it. That it's looks like fantastic. A great, it's a great mix of um, it's a great mix of Metroid platforming with more Super Mario Brothers 2 mechanics. Where yeah. you pick up stuff up and you throw them at and you throw them at enemies. So it's like just jumping on them or in Metroid's case, pew, pew. Yeah, so this yeah. will be a long wait. I do believe it'll get its Kickstarter. Uh, uh, having having a trailer come out during this, I'm sure it's gonna it'll it'll get its money, okay. no problem. I kind of uh, honestly like I liked everything they put in Day of the Devs. I understand why they were like this is a big home run hit for us to put at the end. They're in their reel. 
it it felt like an afterthought in a way, mm-hmm. only because there was so much like fluff in between like the last one before and then the they, they were doing like the end wrap ups with a lot of people and then they dropped this trailer and I'm like, Man, if you want to get it some support, it's the one that needs it. Put it right up front. Absolutely, yeah. Put it right up front. It looks so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh probably a year and a half, two two years away, which is unfortunate, but hey man, yeah. games take a long time to get made. They and do. it's for Switch and Steam. Beautiful. Uh this next game called The Plucky Squire. This might now, be my this, this might be my number two. Um, sure. This, this, this is game, right now my number one. This uh, is as of right now. This is my number one. The The Plucky Squire is a storybook. Uh, storybook characters discover a three dimensional world outside the pages of their book and must jump between two D and three D realms to save their friends in this charming action adventure. Uh, so this this trailer starts out as a, a traditional like. Oh, this whole, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this audio off. Sorry. Uh, it starts as like a traditional like two D like Zelda game. Mm-hmm. And then midway through, you pop out of the book and it turns into a 3D game. Uh, so part just, of it, part of it for me is that it's not even that it's that partway through the book adventures. It changes the dynamic and style right here for the fighting into Mike Tyson's punch doing. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it, it's changing exactly what it's doing even before you've jumped out of the book. Yeah, uh, it's so good. I just I just realized that the sword looks like the tip of a pen. Oh. Like those old school fountain pens for the, the Plucky Squire sword. It's yeah. got the quill. It's got the quill in mm-hmm. the squire. So this is the part where it made my jaw drop. Oh my god! What? Yeah. Everything about this, like he's going in three D, he's going in two D. I'm like, oh no, no. So this is, uh, this for is our for our listeners, our our your main character is able to jump out of his two D world book and then jump into the real world, but also still jump into any surface, like jumping uh, so on the like side a, of coffee example, cups, uh, on the side of coffee cups, or anything to become part of its world and integrate and do continue his adventures. Uh, I so, love the. Oh, let me read the. Let me read the story real quick. I think it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. When the malevol- when the malevolent Hump Grump realizes he's the villain of the book, destined to lose his battle against the forces of good, he kicks the heroic Jot out of its pages and changes the story forever. Oh, I get his name Jot because you jot something down. Yeah. But anyways, what Sparks was saying about how you can go into any two D world. It's exactly like Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. except instead of just like being a, a 2D space and moving around and getting into corners you can't go, this one takes a step further where, yes, you're in a 2D space, but you are acclimating to that world. Like we saw a scene where it was like a bullet shooter or like Mike Tyson's punch out where mm-hmm. he was fighting a bear and he's punching it just like Mike Tyson or Super Punch Out. And then you, it looks like you take some equipment in and out of worlds, too. So it's like, hey, I got this really big jetpack I could take out of the world and maybe I could use it in a different world and it'll help me out. So mm. this game also this game looks absolutely I know this is like take a shot whenever I say a game looks great. This game looks freaking gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And normally with Devolver digital games like Cult of Lamb, Cult of Lamb, I'm probably going to get on. Well, I'm going to get on Switch because that was what it was advertised for. This one is on Xbox One, Switch and PS5. I'm getting this for PS5 because the 3D visuals look stunning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, every yeah, art, lots, st- of, lots of different art styles and they're all working. Like, not to knock the Switch, because the Switch, I mean, we all know it's a little less powerful than the other consoles. But. No, knock, knock the Switch. Like, there are times where you get something that's graphically... Like, I like the Switch, but there are times where you're getting things at this point where, like, graphically it's being made for all three, but, like, the graphics on the games are of a generation where the Switch just cannot measure up and you are getting a lesser experience visually. Yeah, Nintendo, they, they've they never... They used to, but they don't care anymore about staying with, with the, the graphics yeah. times. 
Yeah, but the Plucky Squires for me, this is definitely gonna be a PS5 get. That's oh yeah, damn sure. Sure. especially yes, with absolutely. the the haptic controller shit. Like that's why I want to play most oh, games yeah. on oh, PS5. So good. Yeah. So good. Yes. All right. So uh, this is coming out uh, next year. It's gonna be a long I can wait. I can wait. I'm still playing through Elden Ring. I could wait. What you said? Well, 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 Ben. Let's go to the animal well. Yes. I said it. This I love how on our sheet on stuff to watch Sparks grow. Ben, this is a much watch. <laughs> watch this before. And I'm like, oh, now I Ryan, see. Ryan, I'm sure. I'm sure Ryan and I got a lot of enjoyment and interest out of this. But I was like, this was made for you. This looks so the art like so many like we see lots of similar art styles, but there's something about this where it's like neon pixel uh, that oh, I just yeah. really like. I really like it. Even though, because I was watching the develop, I actually didn't see this trailer. I was watching the developer, the developer one for this. Yes. Uh huh. And yes. the developer straight up said that there's a puzzle in that developer that if you could figure it out, he'll send you yes. a free copy of the game. And yeah, the I, first mm, ten, the first ten people. That's crazy. I I don't know what the puzzle. He is, so he was know. also like uh, to expand on that. Like he was saying, like uh, there are puzzles that like y he designed it so that uh, you can play through the game. Oh, the spooky ghost thing! I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can play through the game pretty easily to complete the story. That's fine. But the there are more challenging puzzles in the second layer that are not obvious. And there are th uh, even more challenging puzzles in a third layer upon uh, replay that honestly will probably take years to find and possibly even community cooperation with each other to solve. I love that. Uh, so it's it's like so many levels deep, but he's still made sure like you can play the story. You can play through the game. I also love because in his developer talk, because that's how I, I was watching this game. But this game. Sure. Once again, taking a shot, it's the the pixel art is absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And he said that like he knows that a lot of HGTVs they have like thousands upon thousands of pixels, and he's like, well, that just means I can make these pixels look their absolute best, mm -hmm. and they do. They do. They they look absolutely gorgeous. The animation is stunning. Um, the animation from that creepy ghost. Um, what's it like? This creepy ghost right here. Oh, uh, the ghost cat. Yes. That looks. Or yeah. the Water horse. The the it animation reminds... can look deceptively uh, simple. Chameleon but it monster. Is, there's a lot of work put into it. It looks a lot like. Um, so it reminds me a lot like a uh, Undertale. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna uh, explore a dense interconnected labyrinth and unravel its many secrets. Collect items to manipulate your environment in surprising and meaningful ways. Encounter beautiful and unsettling creatures as you attempt to survive what lurks in the dark. There is more than what you see. It is another Metroidvania, baby. Part mm -hmm. part of the thing as you go through it is like every animal you encounter, you're not sure how that encounter is gonna go, and so the only way to find out is through experience. Yeah. Uh, I think that's wonderful. This does not have a release date yet, so we have to assume at least 2023, if not later. Yeah. Um, because no date has been given at this time. Yeah, small, you know, small studios uh, uh, takes a lot longer to make a game. We're doing great work. A couple people. Oh yeah, I uh, can't wait oh. to play this one. Uh, speaking of can't waiting for things, I think we should oh. just. Uh, I got no no so great for this birth. It's birth. <laughs> birth. <laughs> um, so uh, this is a pretty pretty simple like uh, puzzle kind of game. But what I love about it, there's this wonderful art style. And uh, the concept in the world is that um, you're able to pick up all these these different things that you find. And ultimately, what you decide is you're quite lonely, your main character, and you want to create a partner. And so you're doing all of these things to collect the pieces to bring a bone person because all these people have like animal skulls for heads and things. And they look just super super wonderful um, in the way that they're created Tim Burton you are creating a yes you are creating a partner and that's what the bones and organs right there in the trailer are um 
And I think that's just beautiful in oh, its yeah. own way. I, uh, I love this style. It just is so unique and creepy. Ugh. Like there's there's a creepiness but a charm to it as well. Uh, Birth Birth is an adventure puzzle game about constructing a creature from spare bones and organs found around the city in order to quell your loneliness. In each of these buildings, you will. Yeah, but no, I, I was going to say. Um, oh man, I had because I watched this trailer earlier, and it was definitely something that I was like, man, Ryan is gonna love this game. I, also, I love skulls. You're right. Yeah, yeah, but just watching this game, like you know, it has a very creepy aesthetic, and it's just a, and it's a puzzle game. One of the things is I was watching the Day of the Devs trailer for this, and the developer said that there are no instructions. Hell yeah, you have to try and yes. guess at it the whole way. I'm like, that is interesting because a lot of times, I mean, a lot of games nowadays they don't come with instruction manuals. They have to they, they just let their tutorial do all the talking for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes gamers just say, screw tutorials. I just don't care. I just let me play the game. Man, you got to play Tunic. Go. You got to play Tunic then. Tunic's whole thing is about you collect an in-game manual. And the more you collect, the more it reveals about the game. Oh. You would love I, Tunic. You would love Tunic. Yeah, you would You would love Tunic. <laughs> you should definitely check that out. All right. Um, but yeah, just seeing this game with all the different puzzles. Because even while I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, I think I know what I need to do there. And then mm -hmm. there are other ones are like, oh, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, and everything's hand drawn. I mean, obviously everything mm -hmm. in, in art is like drawn, but like you think it's like a hand, uh, like a hand animation style instead of it being yeah, like three D. Yeah, it yeah, definitely it's, has it's, a. It's simple a but beautiful style. That's for sure. Yeah, I really, I really, really like it. This is coming out August this year. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I don't know what this uh, scheme 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 uh, scheme. Sh uh, the way they pronounce it is just like the skim or something. Uh, skim. Skim. Uh, skim is a game about jumping from shadow to shadow in a challenging and lively environment. Oh, yeah. You play the skim, uh, a shadow creature. There you go. Uh, I love this. Yes. Uh, I am. Oh, I, this is the type of thing that I want to see more in games of like using shadows. Uh, there's only a few games I can think of, and one of them is a Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2, where you play as Dracula in the future, and you can hop from shadow to shadow. But uh, this, I love that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, this art style looks so good. You're basically moving around like a, a, for our audio listeners, a standard environment, um, uh, like through a park, down the street. Um, but you can only travel in the shadows of things, so you have to find ways to move with shadows from people, from objects, in order to get through the map. Oh uh, uh, yeah. There's a there's a like and you're also trying to like solve people's problems, like if they're missing things uh, goose game. or anything like that. Um, I was going to say it's very much untiled goose game, but you're helpful instead of um, yeah. uh, a it's monster. A <laughs> Happy Shadow Frog. That's the name of the game. Yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, this game, because at first I was like, oh, well, if you're a shadow creature, what do you do? Because normally when you hear the term shadow creatures, you think, oh, you're the creature of darkness. You're here to enslave or. Or not enslave, but you know you're, you're gonna do bad things. You know what this reminds me of too, what? Frogger. Oh, mm. Yeah, this is right. like the yeah. next logical conclusion of Frogger. Yeah. Timing has a big part of it. Timing with with the movement of certain things so that you can travel across spaces. Absolutely, I love this. There's yeah. a bit where uh, I think it's near the end where like it jumps and gets like just whisked away off screen by a truck uh, because it got yeah. caught in the wrong shadow. It's like whoops. But what I love about this one is <laughs> yeah, that with the train, yeah. yeah. What I love about this game is that you're on your way to find your person. You mm -hmm. want to find the person whose shadow you belong to, and I'm like, man, that's wholesome. Yeah, it's just a little shadow dude trying to find his way home. Also, looks really cute. He's um yeah. he's the nobody of the frog main character, Ben. It's just yeah. <laughs> it's just so unique looking. Um, this has no release date at this time, so we have to assume 2023 probably. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, so different. It's just so different. Uh, oh. And I love it. Happy Frog Man. Happy Frog Shadows. Frog Shadows. You know what? Let's say goodbye. Let's learn how to say goodbye, Sparks. Can you tell me about this one? Yeah, so I really like this one. It's all based around tile movement. Um, I really love the art style. You uh, are interacting with 12 characters. They're all ghosts, and you're trying to, um, through each other, process uh, the motions of loss and grief in order to move on, move forward. Uh, and the tile dynamics look really cool for the gameplay. The art style is, I think, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're, they're trying to hit on something very personal where they, they said, like, they want to engage in like these real heavy feelings of of loss of grief, but in a way where it's digestible, where it's not overbearing, where it's something that you can kind of like you don't get anxiety about thinking about even if you've encountered loss. There's something they aimed for something relatable, but approachable. And it's interesting. Yeah, to make it like I, I've never seen a game like this before, like a tile uh, puzzle game. Yeah, they also were very specific that one of the important things about the system is that you can never make it. You can never move the tiles in a way where the puzzle on a level becomes unsolvable. Oh, that's good. That's that's smart it's design. always solvable. You just have to. You, they designed it so that you will always be able to solve it. You just have to find the right way. Uh, and they said there can be multiple solutions on a way. And that's one of the reasons it's always solvable. You just have to be able to think it through. Awesome. Um, so you'll never get to a point where you have to be like, oh, I screwed up. Back, 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 back. You're like you okay. can you can keep playing on. How to Say Goodbye is a narrative puzzle game inspired by il illustrated books. Move the elements of the core and manipulate reality to help g groups of ghosts wandering between two worlds to reach the other side. But beware, there are evil spirits that will try to stop you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I really, I really just love the look of it. This is coming out later this year. Love it. Next. Oh, why don't we go to the... Dung, dung. Oh, I missed it. This is a Netflix game, y'all. Um, so this is called Desta, The Memories Between, and it's made by actually a pretty good developer. If I would have known this is a developer uh, making this game, I would have wanted to talk about it when it was originally announced. Uh, yeah. Uh, Desta, re uh, Relive Memories, Rediscover Friends, and Repair Relationships in this unique turn-based strategy exploration game from the creators of Monument mm -hmm. Valley, which was a mobile game, one of the best mobile phone games ever made. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Netflix yeah, Gaming. Desta has this uh, thing where the main character, Desta, lost their father. And um, that's that's kind of where the game is picking up is in the loss of their father, this kind of sense of how to how to progress in their life without uh, that pillar that was so important to them. And the way that that's being adapted is through um, a, uh, both the value and memory and relationship of the people that are still around. And also uh, through the ball that you see in the gameplay is a, a tied to a memory with the father of playing catch. And you use that as a dynamic for traveling through and unlocking other memories and encountering uh, dreams where you're able to uh, relate to moments with your father. They, they focus on like things that they'll be tackling like like that time where you said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing that you focus on over and over and over again, and how to overcome that through gameplay of like re-encountering that bad memory. That sounds, sounds heavy. I like it. And it does. Uh, it's a character-driven roguelike featuring an immense immersive story, stra uh, strategic turn-based combat, and a metaphorical... It's also a metaphorical ball game? They call it a ball game. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah this looks really cool. Uh, no release date yet, 2023, possibly later. But um, Play that, it. that concept, the way the team is like, we want to tackle these things, I thought was so cool. Absolutely. And it's a game you can play on Netflix. Uh, yeah. That's a whole new thing that's coming soon. Netflix gaming, y'all. Oh, boy, let's get to a hot one. Let's get let's talk about Redfall. Mm -hmm. 
Redfall. Here it is. Redfall is an open-world co-op first-person shooter from Arcane Austin, the award-winning team behind Prey and Dishonored. Incredible games. Continue Arcane's legacy of craft of carefully crafted worlds and immersive sims. Uh, it's a open-world, story-driven Left 4 Dead game. And we don't get many of these types. We get plenty of Left 4 Deads, but we don't get story-driven, open-world Left 4 Deads. Uh, and I think this looks fantastic. This is the one where you kill vampires, right? Yes. You nice. are, yeah. uh, it is, yeah, it's Left 4 Dead, but with, uh, with, like, uh, emo vampire men. Yeah, I'm right. so, I'm so intrigued by it. I, I can't wait to get my hands on it, because, uh, I, I love the cinematic trailer, and now we're getting the gameplay, and I'm like, I, I think this will be a lot of fun to play through with friends. I, I just oh, think yeah. the, uh, there's something so creative about the way they're approaching this world and what the characters can do. Um, this did seem unlike the cinematic trailer, which was not the vibe I got, uh, but maybe I'm misremembering, but this did seem like the gameplay showed that only a single character has special powers. The rest are kind of uh working with technology uh, no. rather than special abilities is that wrong that's wrong because you have a girl who can create an elevator that gives her a jump boost and you have another person who can go invisible they all have different they all have abilities i thought the invisible was a tech thing at least i was my read when oh. i watched the game oh, i'm sorry earlier. that's I what i'm saying oh, i'm saying I like i think three characters seem to have technology based things and the girl has powers oh okay and sorry i thought they all had like special powers yeah but it seems like it's just the girl. Sorry, I thought you meant I thought you meant something different. No, yeah, I think I think there's only like one magic user. I think the rest are like yes. tech tech based. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I was saying. Uh, I I had originally thought this was like a kind of like I likened this to like because there's a lot of like Stephen Kingish vibes in at least the vampire interpretation stuff here. Yes. And the psychic powers. So I thought this might be something like where they all have like different kinds of their own shining shine, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the case. There. It's just one kid that has that, and then the others are uh, using technology to kind of keep up. Yeah. Um. I wonder. Yeah. Um. And it's a thing where like you can you can choose what character you want to play to level up. You know, and, and uh, uh, customize your abilities and perks and all that kind of stuff as you do in these types of games um arcane is a, a terrific developer and this is uh they made Deathloop, or they are one of the studios that made Deathloop. um so like i just they, they just keep knocking these out of the park and i love the vampire designs like they're not just yes. like they're not just like uh traditional vampires they're like they are kind of like stephen king like they got the huge fangs of the long claws uh 30 days a night evil love it and the yep. the environments like, uh, look so fun um there's a there's like a lost boy sense here to like watching this amusement park style fight with the vampires like there's there's so much ver variety in the environments i would love to that was uh, sick play he, this with friends absolutely yeah. he he drove us like a, a a techno stick into the ground and it turned all the enemies to stone that was awesome uh I am very excited for this one. This has got delayed from this year to next year. But you know what? A delayed game is always a good game. Speaking of good games, I don't know if this is good, but I'm really excited for it. It's the last case of Benedict Fox. Take on the last case of Benedict Fox and dive into a twisted world of secret organizations, forbidden rituals, and cold-blooded murder. Explore the memories of deceased victims as you search for clues and fight demons in this fantastical Lovecraftian Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Uh, I like. I know we're all fans of that genre. At least I know. I know Ben and I are. are uh, uh, but like, yeah. uh, Lovecraft and Cthulhu and like all that shit in a Metroidvania. Uh, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. That's beautiful That's art. That is Ryan's bread and butter. Essentially, it's like the second you throw in Cthulhu, anything is like oh, he's in. It's true. You give me a couple tentacles on your face, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm there. I'm, put, I'm there. Put an Eldritch God inside of a detective, and here you go. Absolutely. Here's yeah. A story. Uh, I, I think the art style is gorgeous. Um, 
if for nothing else, like uh, the dynamics of it make me really want to play oh. it just because visually it's so appealing. But then like you add in all the, the Eldritch Horror stuff that we're doing. Oh, my like, God. I'm there. I'm there. Baby. Yeah, look at this. It looks so good. Yeah, I love it going black and white. Uh, yeah, you you have demonic powers of your own, which is going to be really cool. Um, very, very excited for this one. This is a 2023 release. We got plenty of yeah. stuff in the meantime. Ooh, let's talk about some uh, sea nymphs. Want to talk about some sea nymphs? Yeah, um, I just, I just really like the. This is a, this is a vibe one for me. This is another kind of landing in the same space as uh, uh, high water, uh, I guess, or goodbye world. Yeah, this is just seems like it will be very pleasant to play. This is also engaging with the concept of like how mankind affects the environment in a different way, um, and. It's got this wonderful top down view of the naiad that you are playing as they travel through the water, uh, in encountering and helping the aquatic life that lives in there, which I think is just really it's really oh, pretty. It reminds me of like, uh, a, like a Pikmin almost in a way. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's screaming to me like I'm like, if they made a Luca game like this, I would play it. It, oh, it makes me vibe oh, Luca yeah. hardcore. So I'm like, yes, I'm here. That's I, a good I want pull. to play this. That's a good um, notably like there's uh, you there doesn't seem to be any direct like uh, uh, enemies necessarily. It's like a, all all puzzle solving game through travel and just kind of engaging with the art style and unlocking things. But there's no like a, like the crocodile you're helping all these kinds of things. There's no animal uh, threat. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes in some games, you just want to just want to swim around and chill. You don't need to have combat. You don't need to have if, stuff fighting and blowing shit up all the time. So if, if I may, Ben, sometimes you just want to press start on the game and chill rather than yeah. pausing mm, the game. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, I, see what, I see what you did there. I like the I like uh, Nyad because that's the Greek word for nymph, and I'm Greek. Yes. Yes. Bing bong. Thank you, Nyad. This comes out um later this year. Yeah. Later this year. I'm a fish. Or a sea nymph. You know who's not a sea nymph? People, people in in ye, ye old English times. <laughs> ye old England. Welcome to Flintlock, the Siege of Dawn. Join humanity's last stand as gods and guns collide in an all new action adventure open world. Uh, this is another open world action adventure game. Uh, but I think I think the uh, 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 I'm always a big fan of like alt history English stuff. Uh, or just alt history in general, and this looks like weird again, more dark fantasy, uh, uh, open world shit. I just, I'm all about it. I love fighting yeah, skeletons in trenches. I really like, I really like the gameplay. You and I got to watch this one together, Ryan, mm -hmm. uh, live when it was happening, and uh, oh, we both were like, we were hearing, uh, we were watching the waypoint stream. We were hearing them be very taken by it. We were both being taken by it. It just oh. looks very, very cool. Like you're doing so many different things. Like, like you got your your combat, but then uh, you were like flying through certain rings. Like you have like a little animal who's your companion. Uh, yeah. There's like elemental stuff for your freezing opponents, but you also have guns. So it's like mixing a melee with with spells and guns. Uh, yeah. Oh, it might be. I wonder if it's like like British Indian. Oh, I think I'm seeing like Indian colonization it's, British stuff. It seems like it. It's oh, taking. Oh yeah. It, it's taking a lot of cues from from a lot of uh, different beats. Uh, I think that the use of the slide both weapons and magic is just so good so well balanced it seems yeah um, i uh super really nice. i really want to play it yeah this one i'm gonna turn on this music real for this one has a release date of uh i don't know you got me you got me serious? oh yeah um let me see yes early 2023 okay Sounds no good. specific projections but they are aiming for the early quarter of 2023 beautiful uh and this isn't a huge studio making this game too so like i want to i want to give it a chance it looks cool 
Yeah, there it is. Yep. Cocoon. Let's talk about Cocoon. And we're not talking about the Wilfred Brimley movie from the 80s. Uh, from Jepsy Carlson, the lead game designer of Limbo and Inside, Cocoon takes you on an adventure across worlds within worlds. Master world-leaping mechanics and solve intricate puzzles to unravel a cosmic mystery? Y'all, this looks hype as shit. Yeah, Ben, did you get to see this one yet? I did not. I'm glad. You're I, want you, I want you to watch this closely. We're actually just going to watch this one this all great. the way through, and then we'll talk about it, and Brent, Brent, Ryan can just loop it after you've watched it Absolutely. once, Absolutely. Welcome um, to Cocoon. So we'll just, we'll just talk on through it. Uh... So the art style is obviously very cool. Really like it. Uh, this it, the puzzle solving on this is about to get wild, though. And I love that. So too. it looks just like a kind of like Zelda like where you're picking up things to uh, to solve puzzles. But then it turns into Inception. <laughs> and Ben's head turn. Head turn. Uh, you yeah. are you are truly solving in 3D space. Uh, so this oh. the only way I can describe this game is like like Zelda Inception because you're going between worlds um, and like you're going yeah, between you're... Uh, uh, altitudes and like different planes of the world. Um, it also looks like you're playing with time too because what the character was holding this, this oh, one orb. Oof, oh, ooh, oh, it's so oh. good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> okay. That's the good that's shit. That's why I wanted Ben to watch it. Yeah, that's the good shit. Because it, it also looks like you're holding, because uh, this person, because the character for a split second in the trailer was holding a, uh, like one of the cocoons and it was like hey this one's tapped into a certain time where this bridge that wasn't that isn't there now oh, was there yeah either in a different time or a other world it's like you can use because it looks like you to in order to solve the puzzles you have to definitely to quote doc brown you have to think fourth dimensionally yeah like this, this scene right that scene right there where yeah, it's like, yeah. Mm, this thing wasn't here but it's also kind of like the Storm of Songs in Ocarina of Time. It's like you're the one who introduces the musician to the Storm of Songs yes. so you can progress the game. Yep. Uh, this I, looks I like a really cool... really like it. Yeah, really cool, like unique, excuse me, unique puzzle game um, that I haven't seen, like the idea of Inception of going inside, 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 like we don't really see often. Maybe except like Ratchet and Clank, but that was more multiverse stuff. Yeah, and a, a sharp and distinct visual style yeah. is uh, really prominent here. Uh, yeah, it. Uh, it. Limbo and Inside are both incredible indie games that are side-scrollers, uh, and this is the first time that they're going kind of like like a 3D open world. Not open world, but 3D. Yeah. Uh, and this looks like, looks incredible. Love it. Cocoon mm -hmm. is coming out next year. Beautiful. Hey, guys, let's go back in time. We gotta go back in time. Talking about Back to the Future. Let's go back to uh, ye old 16th century. From Obsidian, oh. the, this game is a historical mystery role-playing game that focuses on character development, heavily stylized art, and choice-driven storytelling uh, oh. in, in 16th century Germany. The main character is a clever illustrator caught up in a series of murders at Curseau Abbey over 25 years. Uh, this, I'll be honest, like, I don't know if I'm gonna play this immediately, but this is certainly one of the most unique games I've ever seen. Oh um, God. It looks exactly like those medieval Renaissance. Yeah. Paintings. Yes. Absolutely. Know, Renaissance painting, but it definitely looks like those old medieval drawings. Yeah. That you see in churches, where depicting old the older kings. It's like, or even in like, um, uh, what's a good example? Like the anime sketches the art, of Monty Python. Monty Python. Monty Python. Art you would. It's honestly even the art you would see on Catan cards. It's that level. Oh, settles like Catan. Yeah. 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 Yeah, this is just a, it's a very interesting looking old school RPG. Um, that's all like hand, again, like hand drawn looking animation, weird puzzle stuff. Uh, just a really unique game uh, that I'm just glad gets to exist because like, like it's nothing like I've ever seen. It's crazy. 
Yeah, it's the so animation cool. looks so good in movement. I I really intrigued by that. November. I'm, I'm glad it's coming to Game Pass. Uh, that's something I could see giving a little bit of time to. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, almost every single game, like because uh, the Xbox had their own Xbox and Bethesda had their own press conference, which some of the games are in here. Every single game that was on that Xbox conference is coming to Game Pass. Every yeah. single one. So half the like games. The last. Half the games we talked about on here are coming to Game Pass immediately. No, I was about to say, like, the last three we talked about are all Xbox exclusives. And, like, Pentient, which is the one we we're just discussing, the mm-hmm. one that's, like, medieval animated style, it looks gorgeous. It is definitely a game that has a different type of... A lot of games nowadays, thankful. I mean, don't get me wrong, the AAA ones, like, uh, one of the, the next one we're probably going to talk about, they look gorgeous, do not get me wrong. But when developers like, hey, we have this new... We have this art style, but we're going to bring this art style and make it look absolutely stunning. I feel that's like where a lot of these developers can truly shine, because thankfully, I feel like we're now in a day and age where how, I mean, a game should look good, but then you have games like Agent 64, um, Goodbye World, uh, Cult of the Lamb, where mm-hmm. they may not, or um, Demon School, mm-hmm. where they may not be looking as mm-hmm. crisp and pristine as a AAA title, but they still make the hardware work for them, and they still absolutely gorgeous, even if the visuals are, and I'm using air quotes here, are downgraded. Well, that's sure, a, that's the thing, though. They, like, they're not a downgrade. It's just like a retro art style is just different than than a mm-hmm. $300 million Bethesda open world space game. Like, they're just like, they both can exist. Yeah, it's it's one of the wonderful things. It's one of the wonderful things about the indie games is that um, so many of the ones that we're talking about here, they're able to take with the resources that they have and apply it to making something gorgeous in its own right. Mm-hmm. And for exactly the style of what they're what they're going for. And um, that's no different where like they, they chose like, hey, part of what's going to be unique and it's no slight on the gameplay or the mechanics or what they're coming up with for the story. Part of what's going to be unique is the look of this experience, because major publishers won't do something like this. Absolutely. Right. And also to, and also to talk about the first game in, that we started talking about here, Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, that game, if you put side by side with, say, Turtles in Time or the original arcade game, obviously Shredder's Revenge is going to look better. But it still takes so many visual cues from those classic arcade games. That's like with these bet with these more powerful hardware, they still up the ante. The animations look smoother. The pixels don't look. The pixels are like like I mean yes, they're still pixels. It's still pixel art, but it looks a little cleaner. And that's crisper, that's that the thing. Sense. No, absolutely no. That's the thing because like uh, the the like, retro style, like they will still look sixteen bit. But when with like mm-hmm. with modern with modern technology, you can add so many more frames of animation. So like something like Little Nemo. That is a that is a uh, a two D side scrolling game, but the animations are like insane because like oh, yeah. like you you have so much more to work with even in a small capacity. Speaking of small capacities, let's talk about the most expensive game on this list. But that's not all. That's not all, y'all. Yeah. Hold on. You can even build your own spaceships. That's why I'm buying this game. Uh, Starfield from Bethesda Studios, creators of Skyrim, Fallout. This is their first new uh, universe, their first new IP in 25 years. Uh, and this next-generation role-playing game sent amongst the stars embark on an epic space journey to answer humanity's greatest mystery, not asked in Prometheus. So I love Bethesda games. I'm a big Skyrim guy. I love Fallout. Like They, they make some of, I think, the best open-world RPGs because I think they just got the mechanics and the RPG stuff down. Uh, we watched this together, Sparks. So, like, the gameplay... Here, I'll scoot back to the actual some of the gameplay. The regular oh, gameplay... I, I just- I'm sorry, my jaw was open because I did because I did watch a, like bits and pieces of the trailer because this because what we're showing right now on our screen is the 15 minute long gameplay trailer, yeah, yeah. which 
good idea. But at the same time, I was like, I didn't know you can customize your shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, not just. Oh, Ben, hold on. I gotta. I gotta go. We gotta go. That's where. That's where it gets you. Because he not only customized gummy ship action. Yeah, you. It's gummy ship. One hundred percent. There's also uh, base building. There's cut. There's people customization. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, you build your own like astro city, basically. Yep. Um, yep. So the thing about this game is like uh, <laughs> Bethesda. Bethesda's combat. It's never been their best, and they'll tell you that. Like they've never been. If you want to play a good shooter, play Halo. Don't play. Don't play Fallout. Right. You play Fallout for the RPG elements. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. This. The combat looks fine. It doesn't honestly it does not look much better than a game they made ten years ago. The RPG mm-hmm. elements and the customization and the open world nature of it being a a universe to explore, where you have a thousand planets, where not all of those planets are gonna have stuff to do, but it is a game of resources where you need resources to build your space station and build your your spaceship. So you have an almost unlimited amount of places to go and explore. And as someone who has put too many hours into No Man's Sky just exploring for fun. This is the game I've always been waiting for. This is the game I've wanted them to make since they announced it five years ago or whatever. Like a space sure. game where you can go to so many planets, role play, build your ship. Like if No Man's Sky had a had a clear, more focused direction instead of it being Minecraft in space, this is what it'd be. And this is the game I've always wanted. Uh, and I and I trust them to deliver at least the RPG stuff because they've never, never done me dirty. I'm very happy for you. Hell yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not much of a, oh, you haven't played any of these games. That's right. It's, it's, you know, it's, I, I just know myself. I'm, I'm not against like playing it. I'm sure I would get a solid amount of enjoyment out of it. It's that I always have to get to these kinds of things like way later because I will not get, I will not get the amount of enjoyment enough out of it at the beginning Mm -hmm. to warrant the price tag for me. Like I just won't put the time investment in. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that is one thing I do love about Bethesda games is like uh, whether you buy that game full price or you buy it for ten dollars, there's almost an infinite amount of content. Uh, They they always deliver, which uh, people were really were really bugging about them announcing there's going to be over a thousand planets that you can explore. Um, But they got to realize, like my favorite game of all time is Mass Effect 2. There's an entire part of that game where you're just scanning planets. You're not even landing on them. You're scanning them for minerals so you can upgrade your weapons. I did that shit for hours because it was just fun enough and it upgraded my stuff uh, where I'm like, okay, uh, you gave me the, you gave me the thing and I did it. Uh, I will very happily explore all these planets. Uh, we are at a point now in technology where you can randomly generate a thousand planets and they all look cool and unique and different. Uh, again, No Man's Sky has proven that for five years now. Um, I am so happy that this looks, uh, uh, the RPG stuff looks as good as it is. Like I was really, I was hoping their combat would be better, but again, like that's like me asking, like a company to do something they're just not good, good at. Like they focus right. focus on what you know. I'm not gonna get mad uh, uh, if you don't make it super better. Uh, right. Starfield coming out later. No, it got delayed. So next, next year. year. Next year. It was. They, they said it was gonna come out in 2022 when they announced. Well, I think it was last year when yeah. they were showing more stuff. Yeah. And I remember all of like, <laughs> no. They no. they gave, they got rid of uh, the 11 11 22 date, which is a great date because Skyrim came out on 11 11 11. So it is a shame that they're missing that anniversary date, but that you know what? I'd rather the game be good. And I mean, Tom Howard, uh, Todd Howard, because he does like self-deprivation jokes a lot about oh, yeah. the plugs and everything. So I'm pretty sure he's like, I need to nail this launch at the start. I can't do like we can't release it. It'd be praised, but also then talk about bugs because now that they got 
business day microsoft looking over their shoulder it's like you that's, better make sure that's you the thing that's good that's the big thing ben also yeah people need to remember that microsoft now owns bethesda which means they bethesda was a studio that like they were a big studio but like uh now that they have microsoft help like those bu- a lot of the bugs are going to be fixed hopefully because uh bethesda games are famously some of the buggiest games ever made because when you have a million different options sometimes things just get crossed and they get buggy um uh quick fun fact so when i first bought skyrim i got it for like super cheap on a black friday sale i think for 10 bucks for my ps4 Mm -hmm. um this is my first time ever playing skyrim never played a bethesda game or a true bethesda game before until this point i loaded my ps4 i created my character and you want to know what happened it crashed you know the scene where you're supposed to be able to leave the cart so you can go behead before the dragon swoops in? Absolutely. Never gave me the option. <laughs> yeah. Never. The button prompt never popped up. Yeah, that sounds right. So I wasted about an hour and a half very meticulously crafting my character. Oh. Only to not be able to go forward, and I had to restart the whole thing all over again. Oh, you hate that. That's, yeah. Uh, uh, on I mean, on I, the other hand, at tragic. least that kind of bug came right at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, not to. I mean, I did start over, even though I very furiously went through my uh, my character creation the second time. Second time, it was able to go through. I started the story, but I haven't really played Skyrim all that much. That's okay. I mean, to be fair, then the week, then very next week, Final Fantasy 15 came out, and guess where all my time went after that. That's also a good game. But yeah, but Skyrim was one of those games where it's like I, everyone tells me this is like the best one, of the best games ever made, and as I'm playing, I was like, it's cool, but. I don't know. And then I go, I'm looking at Elden Ring. I'm like, Elden Ring. Well, Elden Ring is, that's not fair. Because Elden Ring, it's it's like, that's like comparing Kobe Bryant to like, to like middle school athletes. Like it's, it's it's a different ball game. It's not even, I would say say comparing Kobe Bryant to Clayton Kershaw (laughs) since they play different sports, but. No, see, no, you got to be in the same ballpark. Uh, All right. So we got one more game and it's certainly the sexiest game of them all. It's Scorn. Scorn has been carefully. I haven't seen this one. The great thing about Scorn. Oh god, what the I'll just actually I'll just let him talk. Actually. From a unique organic ecosystem. Y'all like aliens. To an unsettling sound oh god. Created by Evek and Lost Mord. You want that Geiger shit, baby. Scorn oh. Ben wants it. Scorn has no dialogue. Comes from the It's pure gross shit. No, because all I'm hearing, just FYI for the audio, all I'm hearing is your guys are talking. I don't hear any of the audio from the videos. Oh, yeah. But, oh, oh, Lord. Yeah, it's a it's a gross I'm, one. I'm ready to I'm ready to add this to Ben's list. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is going to be scary or just gross. Um, it looks like it looks like a combination. Gross, gross is still good enough to put Ben through. Oh, actually, that's true. I have I have a much higher tolerance than Ben does. That's very true. This game, this gorgeous game, is coming out just in time for Spooktober. Actually, been October 2022 on um, on Game Pass, baby. On Game Pass, it's already. If you I go mean, to the go to the Game Pass oh, screen, it's already there. It's a pre-download. Um, yeah, uh, gross, gross Geiger shit. Uh, you're plugging things in your belly. You're taking things out. Just like, uh, uh, hey guys, uh, what's the crimes of the future? Uh, uh, surgery is the new sex. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Well, everyone, that and is. I'm, well, I'm stoked to put you through that. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm out. Scorn and Choo Choo Charles. At least the first hour. Yeah. Uh, mm-mm, mm-mm, you guys, you, you guys said you can't hear audio of the games. No. Oh, that's unfortunate. We'll figure that out next time. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, because I had this clip of Black Dynamite. Well, the audience is going to be able to hear it. <laughs> 
You told him to keep an eye out for you. Yeah, wait, oh yeah, oh, because I was like, wait, Black Dynamite, isn't it that one movie called Black Dynamite? Yep. That's exactly what it is. Oh. <laughs> I threw that shit before I walked in the room. <laughs> That's a shame you guys couldn't hear that, but all the people oh. at home did. So, hey, hey, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Wait, so, so is Black Dynamite getting a game? Or? No, I just added that no. for fun. Oh, okay. No, I, I just, like, I just, I just wanted to, to throw that shit before I walked in the room. Uh, that's like, that's Summer Game Fest. That's Day of the Devs. That's Xbox uh, Bethesda. That's all the cool indie games and some big games coming out in the next year or two. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, any any oh, final oh, words, friends? Uh, yeah. Actually, question: What if you can pick three? That's your top three. Mm, what are the ones that you know? Mm. I mean, okay, excluding Shredder's Revenge. Well, that's already out. That's already out. Yeah. yeah. So excluding Shredder's Revenge and Neon White, because those two are out already, which are your top three games that you are definitely going to, that you want to get and play for yourself? Skate Story, number one. Mm -hmm. Immediately, but that's not coming out for a while. Um, mm -hmm. Probably Baron Breakfast, to be honest. Yeah, Baron Breakfast is so um, There's a lot of good games. There's a lot of good games on here. Um, yeah. Honestly, real, if Little Nemo were coming out sooner, then like maybe two years I might pick that but I know it's not coming out anytime soon um, yeah. I'm, I'll probably just gonna be the shill and I was gonna pick Midnight Suns because like I'm so excited I love all those spooky people I love Lilith she's so bad uh, Sparks uh, what about you I, I would say Desta it might be on there if mm -hmm. we got to see a little bit more but um, and Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland I'm tempted you know what I'm just gonna say because Little Nemo like that's that just looks too good to me uh, that's in my top three um it's probably that and it's probably that and either Baron Breakfast or Planet of Lana mm -hmm. and Skate Story. So my number three pick is going to be Goodbye World. Goodbye. That one looks just like so cute. Um, I want it looks really great because I, I, I love pixel, that pixel art style. Um, the way it's like a narrative or like a narrative. I don't want to say visual novel, but it's like a narrative where you ha where you have to where you're watching the story, then you also have to play the game. I assume you're developing with the platforming. I think that's really cool. Also, I love the art style and how um, her and how the Game Boy, the main character, I assume it's the main character. There's a big crack on the top uh, left-hand corner. Mm -hmm. So that Game Boy has been through some shit. Uh, number two, Cult of the Lamb. We talked about it last year. We, this one's been very, like, Man. I can't wait for this one to get out because it just looks so cute and adorable. And my number one is um, the Plucky Squire. Yes. I, love 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 how it goes from 2d to 3d and it does it so seamlessly and the art doesn't change but the art makes it work the the 2d visuals look so bright and vibrant it's like man this is great and then the second it jumps to 3d i'm like no they didn't just oh my god they did it's very and much uh one of those oh, trailers where everyone oh, who watches it is like oh oh oh, oh that was definitely me i'm like okay this looks cute okay and then i was like wait what was that oh Oh. oh, so yeah, Plucky Squire definitely a good game. That Cult of the Lamb and Goodbye World. Love it. Yeah, nice. All right, good list. Well, thank Two you guys. Charles, I want to stay far, far away from. Oh uh, man, yeah, yeah. It's, you you've already played it and you don't even know it. <laughs> well, Ben's feeling <laughs> Ben's feeling the echoes from the point in time in the future where <gasps> he's played Choo Choo Charles the and it's him. The tachyons. Feeling it ripple back in time. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's like, it's like that scene in Dragon Ball Z bridge where it's like where Trucks hears like his scream from Vegeta's <laughs> Daddy Daddy. I'm just like if you listen very quietly you can hear me scream. 
Well, none of us, none of us, none of us are screaming uh, in in pain. We're all screaming for joy with all these great games that are going to be coming out. All these amazing, yeah, amazing games coming out. There's obviously more to come, but man, this this was good. Thank you, Ryan, for putting this list together, man. This is your brainchild. I know yes. I'm the host of Pausmania, but you, man, you are the one who deserves all the credit tonight. Hey, I just really wanted an excuse to do all this shit, and it was really yeah. fun to do. Um, good. so yeah, so thank you guys so much for stopping by. I'm going to try to do an outro. Actually, no, Ben, you just do the outro. This is your show. I'm, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to chill. I mean, obviously, the three of us are all co-hosts of the Fickner podcast. You can see, you could find us hosting that show every Sunday. Um, you go to FickerPodcast.com. Links to everything are there to our Patreon, our Public merch. You name it, it's it's there. That's like the Fake Nerd podcast is, a hub, is Disneyland and the website is the hub. That's good. So That's good. go That's there, good. check everything out. Um, Sparks, where can people find you on the internet, my friend? Uh, you can find me definitely donating to the Kickstarter for Little Nemo and the Guardians of Slumberland at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. All right, Ryan, where can people find you on the interwebs? They can find me being the god of mischief over at DJ Tony Snark 616 all over Twitch and Instagram. And you can find me giving trains the side eye from now on at Ben Magna 27 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yeah, I do not trust trains now. I was at Disneyland yesterday, and now when I go back, I'm gonna stare at the at the steam engine that they have that circles the park, and I'm just gonna like give it like the hard death stare now. I blame you all. Is his name so Charles? Is his name Charles? Thank God it's not. not they're all named after, they're they're not named after uh, they're not named after those guys. Thank God. What was I going to say? Yeah, so you can find me on the internet at BenMagna27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You can also find me right for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and Go Nintendo. And speaking of Old School Gamer, guys, you want to see something cool? Hell yeah. This is the cover of my first printed article with them. Nice. Beautiful. Yeah, so now I... So now I got a. I finally got published in America, too. Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Basement Arcade Exclusive. Yeah, so, woohoo. Um, old School Gamer issue number 28. That's me. Hell yeah, baby. That is my first printed article with them. I've been writing for their website for over two years. Yeah. Time, Progress, well baby. Time flies. Time flies. But yeah, anyways, check out the Fake Nerd Podcast. Check out Fake Nerd Podcast on Twitter. Um, email us if you want to be part of the show. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, Ryan, thanks again for doing this. You got it, dude. Unpause. <laughs>